If you'd like to have the Money Talks experts answer your question on air, give us a call at 855-429-9166 or email us at drgene at hensler.com. That's D-R-G-E-N-E at hensler.com. You can find us on most social media platforms under Hensler Group or on the web at hensler.com. This is Money Talks. We're back. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. I'm Troy Harmon here with Nick Antonucci. Hey, Nick. Hey, Troy. And Casey Smith. How you doing, Troy? Oh, I'm, I'm still doing great. Good. Yeah. good. Doing good, guys. Glad. Uh, we've been talking about Russia and economics and all that other stuff, but we do have a question that we wanted to kind of look over a case study, I think yes. Kelly Lynn calls it. So Kelly Lynn, tease it. I like to call them case studies because we do go a little bit deeper into these topics. Um, actually, we've got a couple, Rachel and Lee. Um, they have been living on Social Security and their investments since Lee retired in 2018. In 2020, Lee began taking his RMDs and their modified adjusted gross income jumped from 172000 to 232000 that was because he, the Just RMD, RMDs, he was yes. required minimum distribution. He the IRS forces than, you to take your money from Older your, than 72. And right. yes. So, so he's got to take his money from his 401k. Got to take it. Got you it. guys educate me because uh, we got IRS, RMD, IRMAA. <laughs> if you don't know what the IRS is, Nick, you can leave now. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do the MAGI, this is all the just, AGI you know, acronyms. <laughs> yeah, that's it's why like, I fleshed it out. RMD, required well, minimum distribution. Yeah. With all those initials, they got hit with a much larger Medicare bill this year. They're paying $170 more a month, twice as much for coverage. Additionally, Part D, prescription drug coverage, also went up about $32, and that was quite a shock. So, KC, what happened... Yeah. And uh, is there a way to avoid it or at least minimize this? Yeah. So um, what happened is that <laughs> they made, you know, a substantial amount of income because of the required minimum distribution, which I realize, you know, that's. You can't manage that. You I can't mean, manage that on. necessarily. I mean, at this point, once you started taking it, the, the only thing you can really do about that is earlier on, maybe trying to either reduce that bucket, that that tax deferred bucket but at the same time then you're missing out on some tax deferred growth and there's pros and cons to that that we'll probably do a whole nother show on that uh, that know. sounds like another case study <laughs> exactly yeah. but um but in this case you know their, their income went from 172 to 232 and it's not just income it's modified adjusted gross income so in addition to their adjusted gross income you know the modified portion of that just means that they're adding back some deductions that they may have had in their case it doesn't sound like they probably had any of this student loan interest ira contributions passive income uh things like that so or passive losses rather um so there's there's things that that do add to the modified adjusted gross income that is above and beyond just your regular adjusted gross but um you know so the the way that this works is they there's a two-year look back so for 2022 their income their their IRMA their income related monthly adjustment amount for for Medicare which comes off of your Social Security benefit uh, is uh, is is looking at 2020 income 
So that was probably, he's 74, it says. So he's that was probably his first RMD. Um, so that's kind of a shock. It just all of a sudden, like two years later, you kind of get hit with that increase. It's it is. Like, it, it is a shock for people. And, and uh, you know, this typically happens when, when it's a mandatory withdrawal or sometimes with capital gains, especially, you know, that's when, when our clients get most upset about it is when you've, you've taken <laughs> capital gains, which, you know, I understand. But at the same time, same situation here is that the the income is you know a lot is sixty thousand dollars higher and their total premiums went up by about twenty for three hundred dollars or so twenty four hundred dollars yeah annually so I mean if thinking about it in that regard it's it's kind of a small drop in the bucket I know that you don't want to hear me say that um, but there's not a whole lot that they can do about it there there are there are situations where you can apply for a uh, I guess a, an a, a abatement or I don't know what the term is, but you can go to the IRS and say, Hey, look, this income was a kind of a one-time thing. Um, we, so we basically a, you just appeal the, that decision. Exactly. Like, you can appeal your, your IRMA. Um, cause it's, it's tiered, you know, it's bracketed. So, um, 182,000 or less in, in modified adjusted gross income for 2020 would have put you in the uh, the lowest possible bracket for your Part B premiums, which is $170.10, and there is no Part D income adjustment. Um, the next tier goes up to $238 for Part B and $12.40 for Part D. And those are monthly amounts. Um, and then the next tier is three forty. It goes all the way up to $578 a month if your income is above $750,000 married filing joint. So um, <clears throat> we did have a client that had that successfully appealed this we've had a few of these where um in this case he had sold a um a, a vacant second home you know down at the beach mm. and had a significant capital gain in that one year from the sale of that asset and was able to successfully appeal um because it was kind of a one-time thing you know i'm not exactly sure how the irs looks at that in terms hmm. of you know capital gains um i suppose it doesn't hurt to try <laughs> um, if you want to go through, you know, the, the the paperwork and dealing with with them and trying to get it repealed for, you know, to save potentially a, a relatively negligible amount of money. But it, it is something that that's possible and people feel strongly about it for some reason. Like this is just a, a hot button for people. Um, well, one of the other areas I know we're talking about an individual with a required minimum distribution, mm-hmm. but we get this from other angles too, right, Casey? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, capital gains is usually the biggest, uh, yeah. the biggest one that we see because you know required minimum distribution. Everybody kind of knows that it. Well, not most people know that it's coming uh, at some point, and they're going to have to take distributions. Most people know that it's taxable income, and so they're somewhat expecting that. And in this do case, do they typically, in your experience, do they typically have a good ballpark idea of how much that's going to be, or is uh, it just they kind of know it's coming, but they don't? When the reality sets in, it's it's still somewhat yeah. of a I shock. I mean, yeah, our clients know because we're you know we're running good about, plans and we just kind of project out right. what we think it's going to look like. Uh, I mean, generally speaking, they did adjust the tables this year, so you get a little bit of a break right. um, on it, but it's it's roughly four percent. Of your just yeah. in the early years, and it right. does increase as you. As I was you doing age. the math on this one; it's three point eight. Yeah, space there you go. What you're saying so that's that's about spot on. Yeah. Um. So, uh, but capital gains it does seem to be the bigger because people feel like they can control that, which right. which you can. Um. But it's not something that is uh, you know, it's do you really want to sacrifice locking in a gain, especially if we're selling for liquidity, and you know maybe we sell for fifty thousand dollars in capital gains. To, to generate enough liquidity to fill their 10-year bucket 
and so we're locking up that gain and that's positive for performance reasons um but you know all of those things are just conversations that that we have from time to time so yeah um no doubt but yeah that's pretty much it i mean there's not a whole lot of flexibility there well casey Um, let's let's back up at least one step and talk a little about why we might go ahead and sell something even though we know it might cause the client to have a problem with aunt irma yeah it's usually because there's something pressing yeah in the market that we want to get away from exactly. that particular equity right yeah. that stock yeah i mean and that's the whole the whole idea i mean we're we're paid to to try to make money <laughs> yeah um, who, who would have thunk it and sometimes in order to to keep that profit that we've made in some of these positions, you know, we don't want to just see it evaporate if we're in a position that right. is, uh, you know, subject to going down, which all of these are equities. Which we I think is important. Risk. Like you can frame it with recent examples when you consider, we, we always go back to how tech did in 2020, 2021, right? You've had stocks like Peloton, let's just use Peloton as an example, right? The thing went up, how many, Oh, it, yeah, it was it was unbelievable. And if you were like, oh, I don't want to take that gain and you continue to hold it, you literally gave up not just your profits, but then you sold at a loss. Yeah, you would have been better off to retain 85% 80%. of that money. Exactly. <laughs> I think I was that's what's say. lost. I think that's what's lost is yeah. you're giving up 15%, but you're retaining 85% right. as opposed to just giving up everything and then some. And just, I mean, you can just do the simple math on it. If you look at, you know, taking... Uh, let's say we take five hundred thousand dollars for for in in uh, proceeds from a sale of a position, a hundred thousand of which is cap gain. Yeah. And then so you, you pay fifteen thousand dollars in taxes on that hundred thousand dollars in cap gain at the fifteen percent rate, and this is overly simplified. But that's three percent of the proceeds, right? Yeah. So right. Five hundred thousand, fifteen thousand on five hundred thousand is three percent. That means that if that position would have lost three percent in value, then you would have lost all the money that you would have paid in taxes. And you also still have a capital gain. <laughs> right. So, you know, if you ever want to liquidate it, you're still going to have a, a gain. And so, you know, it's generally better to keep 85% than to have it go to zero. Agreed. That's right. Agreed. Be uh, be calm and think through it. Yeah. Maybe that's the best thing. All right. So uh, if you have issues with Aunt Irma, you can always call <laughs> Hensler Financial. And uh, the number is 770-429-9166. Ask for Casey Smith, and uh, he can help you out with dear old Aunt Irma. That's right. As Eddie Murphy can help you with your real family, but Aunt Irma, I got you covered. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, your real family is a whole different ball of wax. (laughs) Kelly Lynn, what are we going to do next? All right, coming up next. Like I said, I have a question from somebody who is trying to sell his business, and since I've got some business experts with me, we're going to address it. You're listening to Money Talks, your trusted resource for your money, your future, your life. All material presented is from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decision and is not intended to replace the advice of qualified professionals, such as tax consultants, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. 
This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in the Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.